all profit is value extraction. And that means that all profit is theft from you. Corporate America is on welfare, and they you got to get them off welfare. Hey, welcome to Cars and Comrades, your leftist car podcast. My name is Bryant. Today we have Brandon, Zach, and Connor. How are you all feeling today? Doing well. All right. A little wobbly. Yeah. Like the IWW or? (laughs) Yeah, let's go with that. I like that better than the truth. (laughs) All right. So uh, this episode, we're going to do some news stories, but, um, you know, little caveat, by the time this gets edited and uploaded, it might be a little bit old stories. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's always how it is. So yeah. we're always old, old yeah. news with with your favorite uh, goofy car guys. So <laughs> whatever. If we can't do news stories and we're only doing old stories, I'll just talk about my Cutlass. Yay. Oh. <laughs> hey. Well, it's an Oldsmobile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll do some uh, some project car updates, some a uh, little bit of discussion before we get into the meat of the episode. And I forget where we uh what order we were going in uh does anyone want to go first I'll go uh, first. I'll... oh okay go for it go for it no no no, no. i like you better okay <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. i was just being polite <laughs> i feel like we did normal rotation last time i remember so okay i think right. i i think it's my turn yes i mean this is all very official we have to you know, do things by the book. So, right. You can't get anything wrong because then, you know, the producers, they get mad at us, you know? Yeah. And this is a very professional production. And we don't get our, our Soros bucks. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't get that fed money for two Jay Z's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kidding. We're not feds and we don't have two Jay Z's. Uh, yeah. If, if we were feds, we would have to tell you. Yeah, it's true. That's the law. <laughs> Um, if the CIA is listening, if you pay me in two Jay-Z's, I'll fucking squeal. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be more than one two Jay-Z, though. Oh, yeah, like multiple. Least, yeah, at least. Well, and then I feel like they should also provide the shells that they go into at least, right? And supporting yeah. mods. I mean, yeah. and supporting mods. I'm not getting like, I, I don't want a fucking bare long block. Like, give me a, give me a manifold. Give me a turbo. I, I mean, I need. Oh fueling. yeah, that's included. I feel like that's that. That goes without right. saying. Yeah, right. long yeah. block at least. Yeah, long block is like. If feds will buy me a fully dressed big block, I will tell them everything I know about <laughs> what engines my friends are running in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need at least a four Jay Z to say anything. <laughs> That's twice as many Jay Zs. That's, yeah. that's a lot. You're asking yeah, Bryant a lot, is right? the most. Do you know how good it would us. feel for like a federal agent to buy you like a twenty thousand dollar motor, and they'd be like, "All right, and now the information we wanted," and you're just like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then they could never catch you because you could drive away real fast, like in the Fast and the Furious franchise. No, I yeah, would that's... just, I would, I would squeal on like with 
completely false r- random information. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The only thing I would squeal on is my tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, when I said I would squeal, I mean <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> It can all be various puns talking about burning rubber and like (laughs) puns about how you're going to squeal. And yeah, you could do it. (laughs) You're going to turn them over, right? Oh, yeah. I'll turn them over (laughs) into a ditch. I'm going to, I'm probably going to lose control. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we doing now? Car updates. Sorry. God knows. Only God knows what the fuck's going on on this fucking podcast. Um, I don't have. I didn't do any uh, positive progress on any of my cars since the last time we talked. I just spent a lot of money on car parts uh, that are sitting in my garage and room now. Uh, but I did make some negative progress, so that's Ooh, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I was driving through this neighborhood that was all snowy in my uh, Subaru, my 2011 Subaru WRX hatchback. And I, I guess, I don't know if I didn't see the sign or if there's not a sign in the neighborhood or if it was snowed over. I don't like where this is going. There was a, uh, not a speed bump or a dip, a speed hump. You know what I'm talking about? One of the big boys. Yeah. Yeah, That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I I don't know anything else besides speed humps. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a neighborhood, so I'm not going too fast. I'm doing like 35 or 40. And I did not realize that there was a speed hump until after I landed the <laughs> sick ass jump that I did <laughs> uh, in the middle of this neighborhood. Oh no. It was, yeah, it was fucking terrifying. I thought I broke everything, but hey, fucking rally car. It made it. It has had zero mechanical issues. But it absolutely annihilated my front bumper. There's like three huge cracks in it now. Uh, and the inner fender liner like goes over the wheel, you know, and then 90 degrees forward to meet the bumper. And that part where it goes flat, you know, to the ground on the passenger side is just torn to shreds. Like it, it is just ripped into pieces. So, yeah, I completely fucked it some plastic, but otherwise... Fucking Subaru, dude. Continuously being the most reliable car that I have that can take the most abuse. It's absurd. I, I hate when people say that they're they're weak and, and that they break easily. I fucking am mean to that car and it refuses <laughs> to die. <laughs> yeah. You're out there doing Dukes of Hazard shit with it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I'm like the opposite of their uh what's their called? There's called General Lee. General right? Lee. General Lee. Yeah. yeah, I'm the Union version. I'm the fucking General uh, Sherman, right? Or no. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's General Sherman. And I think I've seen cars with like something like that. And I'm like, somebody did up uh, the same charger as the General Lee, except they painted it blue and put the uh, like the, yep. the the Union flag on the top of it and called it the General Grant. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... something I've, I've seen that. I've seen that, which that's cool. That's cool. I'm going to do the, like, I'm going to paint it brown. I'm going to paint mine brown and put like a, I don't know, anarcho-Calvinist flag on the top and make it the General John Brown. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, hell yeah. Like, yes. I was not on board with anywhere you were go- I thought you were going, yeah. but then yeah. you finished the joke and it was good. Yeah, the punchline is really where the payoff is. <laughs> what is the anarcho Calvinist flag? What is I, I don't know, but I'm gonna fucking make it up. We're gonna we'll figure <laughs> that, something out. Is that like John Calvin or Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be um Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes pissing on a Confederate flag. Okay. In <laughs> one half. This keeps getting better. <laughs> uh no, I mean, like, if it was true to John Brown's Calvinism, I would say it's like, uh, you know, it's like the anarchist flag, so it's black and red. But then, you know, have you ever seen some of them have, like, a big thing in the middle? Um, okay. Like a big symbol? The symbol would be, like, probably a sword, because he, he liked to carry around a big sword, and maybe a musket, because he smuggled all the muskets across okay. into the, um, like, Kansas and what are they called? Right, those, right. Like, uh, the border states there so i think that would be pretty sick okay i already i already have uh if you don't know uh what a cob access port is they're like yeah. you know basically just like a little tuner for mainly people using subarus i think that cob makes them for a bunch of cars but you can customize the startup screen on them yeah. and at mine right now is a uh anarchist flag but it's like at the big a in the middle that's surrounded by like uh like a wreath of grain in one half and then a gear in the other half. Okay. It's pretty cool. Oh, I have seen that. That symbol yeah. is uh, pretty dope. I, I like yeah. that symbol. <laughs> yeah. Mine mine is the uh the Sabaru logo, which is just the Subaru and Saab logos combined. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's pretty sick. Yeah, I used to have um, Ricky Bobby on mine that just says, I want to go fast, um, which was fun, but it had an American flag behind it. And I was like, ah, fuck that. I don't like this anymore. This is, like, this is getting old. Boo, so, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the, the main progress that I've actually made. Uh, fucked up my car a little bit. Have done nothing to fix it. Have done no actual work. Just blew like all my money on car parts. The end. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know if you want me to come over and do some uh, some uh, drift stitching or whatever on that bumper <laughs> or help you out with any of that. I have done that in the past. I'm actually currently waiting on a front mount intercooler for it. Ooh, and I'm going to have okay. to take the front bumper off to install that. And I'm on the fence, but I might just leave it off. Honestly, like it looks kind of trashy, but at the same time, <laughs> so does a fucked up bumper. So eh, whatever. No, I think you need neon pink zip ties <laughs> holding it together. I'm not opposed to that, honestly. I I don't mind it at all. I think it'd be cool. I yeah. actually think it's got a nice look to it. Plus, for for me personally, it's helped to get through shit when I just like don't worry too much about the looks. Where sometimes right. I'm just like, okay, sometimes there's going to be a scratch on the car, and if you just learn to accept that there's going to be scratches on the car. It's okay when you get scratches on the car because, you know, that's part of drifting is just like, all right, you just got to get comfortable with the idea that you could break a bumper or a a fender at any fucking time. And you just got to not, you you can't let it ruin your life. Yeah. No, we're way past that. We're way past that on this car. Like (laughs) I got rear ended a couple of years ago and they were like, you know, oh, you can take it to this uh, shop and like see what the damage is. And they're like, oh, the bumper beam is dented and uh you know they're the rear bumper cover like the plastic is is scraped up so you know that's like 
going to be like a little over a thousand dollars to fix those. And, you know, do you want to, do you want us to go ahead and do that? Like it's covered by insurance. And I was like, can I get a payout on that? And they're like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll do it myself. Fuck that. I didn't do shit. I took a thousand dollars and now I got a fucked up rib over. I'll give a fuck. I'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rather have a thousand dollars. I don't care. Yeah. That's the way to live. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, think we talked about it a little bit previously but i'm like i'm going whole hog on this subaru build though now that i have the six speed swap ready to go from the sti nice. i'm like dude i'm gonna build this motor and like it's gonna be able to handle a lot of power so i've just been stacking parts to make big power i've got oh my god let's i'll try to rattle them off quickly what i have right now i've got uh headers up pipe external wastegate fuel pump turbo inlet and uh twin disc clutch mm. all ready to go cool so yeah okay. big turbo some a couple other supporting mods and yeah this thing's gonna be sick but i haven't really done what, much with it yet what kind of turbo i don't know yet i've been looking okay. around um i'm probably gonna go stock location right now uh so just like a something that fits up with the standard Subaru mounting, not like V-band or anything special like that. Um, kind of do it in phases, but probably something like an FP black or, you know, comparable turbo. turbo. Okay. Force performance black series, if you're not familiar. Yeah, I was just going to ask. I'm not, fam- yeah, I'm not even yeah. familiar with the brand now. I don't, I don't know all the different uh, ins and outs of turbo upgrades for Subarus, but I was looking into it, you know, more on that later. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can get a, a twin scroll for not that much more than the equivalent regular style turbo. The um, turbo itself, you mean? Well, or... the turbo, the headers, um, I think you might need a different oil pan depending on what kind of headers you get. But yeah. it's not it's not that much more, and you get a little bit quicker spool that way. Hey, you, don't, yeah. you, need a, you need a separate, a special um, uh, you know, manifold to do that? You, yeah, you need special headers that are um, they keep the left and right bank separate uh, uh, to go into the uh, different that. scrolls or but whatever I guess that it's makes called. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I looked into I'm, that. And sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm a big fan of twin scrolls. I think they're very cool. Yeah, yeah I would love to go twin scroll. And frankly, uh, once I go to like the next phase of the build and go completely custom, like bigger turbo rotated setup. And everything that's definitely on the list of potential possibilities. But for now, I, everything I was seeing, the all the supporting mods for the twin scroll setup was going to be quite a bit more. As far as it, unless I went with like a you know just the JDM Subaru twin scroll setup, which is right, yeah. you know it is twin scroll, but it's you know nothing is really upgraded or bigger. Yeah, yeah you're not going to make more than like 350 with one of those turbos before you run out of room. Yeah, I I, phase one, I think, probably targeting more in the 400 to 450 okay. range <laughs> for phase one. And then, you know, uh, assuming the motor hangs on for any amount of time, once it pops, it'll be belt motor and like 600 plus, hopefully. So All right. yeah, maybe once maybe once that's on the table, I'll look at uh, a twin scroll setup. But not nah, for now. I'm just mildly pushing it far. 
kind of. <laughs> Not pushing it crazy far, but definitely pushing it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I got a lot of other car projects that need work, and I haven't done fuck all for any of them because it's been cold and the holidays, and I've been lazy and just sitting around and eating sweets and hanging out. So, hey, we'll that's, see. That's what the holidays are all about. Hell yeah. Uh, right. So who wants to go next? Is it Connor's turn? Or? Yeah, I suppose I can, I can go real quick. I'm going to try and be brief with mine. So, you know, it's been the holiday season, so I haven't really done a whole lot you know plus it's tough eh, you know i'm working and stuff um so just like having working even every other weekend really fucks up my you know when i can fix the car plans so really haven't done too much um i did finally put my winter wheels and tires on and i go through this you know twice a year i go through this process where i forget how much taller the snow tires are than like my regular summer tires because like it makes a huge difference they don't look like they're that much taller they're not like super high profile tires or anything but like i put them on and now i don't scrape on every single speed hump and the ones i do scrape on i don't scrape as bad um because for a while like i think even the last episode i was saying like i was beginning to have a really not fun time (laughs) with some of these speed humps so um that's been really refreshing (laughs) i'm like driving in the city and i'm like oh i didn't even scrape that time oh boy um so yeah those those wheels make a pretty big difference actually and then i forget and i'll forget in the spring too i'll put on my summer wheels and then i'll be like oh what the fuck i'm scraping on every bump so you know just just the thing that i go through every every uh, time I put the tires on. So, um, but it's nice for right now and they do work very well in the snow. I'm always really happy and impressed when I go out on an icy day and the car drives fine. So yeah, if, uh, if you've ever wondered if, uh, snow tires make a difference, they absolutely do. And you should definitely get some other than that. Uh, I haven't really done too much. I, you know, still got to fix my headlights, still got to fix the door handles and stuff. I'm waiting for, to hope hope hoping the you know specialty junkyard gets some door handles in this week uh and then if they don't i don't know i might just like turn to ebay or something and or some one of the parts you know suppliers to see if they've got you know new door handles um because so i was going to change the inner door handle for sure because that was the thing that was causing my lock to have an issue uh but i did develop a new issue where the exterior door handle broke so now I can't open that door from the outside at all. I have to go around to the passenger side, lean into the car and then pull the the handle from the inside and then like gently place the door back so it doesn't close all the way so I can open it. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awful. That's so Yeah. Bad, so so now I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to replace both handles. So the junkyard like I called, they had the inner one, but they didn't have the outer one and I was like, all right, well, He's like, yeah, give me a call middle of next week and uh, we'll see if we got one. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do that. So, uh, but for right now, I'm still messing with this stupid locked door shit. It's pissing me off, but it's, I don't know. It's somewhat more reasonable. I also try not to like lock the door if I don't have to. <laughs> so sometimes I, I, I roll the dice, but I haven't had a problem yet. So uh, ah, you got insurance, right? You'd be all right. I, I mean, 
Yeah, I, that's true. I do have insurance. Although sometimes I'm just like, I'm not sure. I don't want anything to happen to this thing because it's kind of like a, my car is a piece of shit and I'm pretty sure the insurance company's like, hey, your car is a piece of shit. And I'm going to be like, well, yeah, but I spent a lot of money on it. And they're going to be like, okay, cool. But like, <laughs> it's, theoretically, I have a declared value of like $15,000 or something on the car. So I just, yeah, they're going to tell you like, congratulations on polishing a turd. Here's, <laughs> here's a check yeah. for half the value. Go fuck yeah, yourself. So that's, that's what I don't want to happen. So again, I don't want to roll them dice. Um, yeah, that's fair. So, you know, there's that. Uh, but other than that, you know, I haven't done um, a whole lot. I still have some projects that, like, are on the list that I just haven't gotten to yet. This time is not my friend and neither is money. But um, the other um, not big thing, but um, oh, I'm trying to even remember because I, I knew I had something else. And now I can't even remember what it was. Oh, I do remember the other thing now. <laughs> Um, I have talked about how I was losing a concerning amount of oil. Um, and as of now, that seems to maybe have stopped a little bit. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it seems like I'm not losing oil anymore. So like I 100% was before and now I'm not. So I don't know if it seems like I'm not, but like, so I don't know if it was just filling all the nooks and crannies or something after four or five oil changes, but that problem seems to have been not such a big deal now. I don't know why, but um, anyway, we'll, I'll see with my next oil change how things go, because um, I'll watch it very, very closely, but um, that at least gives me a little bit of peace of mind. So that issue is seemingly somewhat not as bad as it was. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got, but uh, haven't really done much. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So you uh, you left it alone and it fixed itself. Yep. Yep. The, the wonderful dream. That is the dream. <laughs> cool. It's also so, terrifying. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's really scary. Like, you're sure there is oil in it, right? Like, it's yeah, not no, just there's, not. Yeah, there's definitely oil in it. Like, I've continued checking and it's just like, it's not going down. So I'm like, all right, I think it's good. But we'll okay. see. Like I said, with the next okay. oil change, I'll I'll actually be able to watch it a little more closely. So, so hopefully, uh, hopefully all is well. Yeah. So um, I have not done a whole lot of work on either of my cars. Um, my MR2 has been sitting out covered in snow for a while. I did uh, get my garage door fixed, so now it opens with a remote. I don't have to like get out and unlock nice. the door. And press a button Whoa. and then get back in my car. <laughs> nice. So that's that's pretty nice. Um, you know, I feel like I'm I finally arrived in the middle class now. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it is a little bit worrying that it is burning a little bit of oil. My Sabaru. Um, you know, I have to put in just a just a little glug of oil every time I check the every time I fill up the the gas. You know. Um, mm. And uh, it's coming up on 190,000 miles right now. So I am at 200. I'm going to have to, you know, do the, the timing belt. But uh, I'm wondering if it's if it's worth it to preemptively change the engine for a lower mileage one. Yeah, you know, that's the answer. Because <laughs> uh, so I know what, it is burning is, oil. I Sorry, what? I'm, I'm just what is the. Um... So is in the maintenance schedule, it says at 200,000, you're supposed to change the timing belt or are you supposed to do it every 100,000? 
I I have no idea when it was changed before. I think it's every hundred thousand. But so that's I, one I of those think... I'm just like, oh, do I want to even fuck with that when the motor's got two hundred thousand miles? Right. Know? Yeah. And then again, it could very easily go another fifty thousand miles. So you know. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's relatively cheap and easy to change the timing belts on those. Like, yeah. But still, they're, I, I they're don't know. Hard. Yeah, oh, they're okay. not hard to do at all. That's good. Um, like I like I don't know. A couple of years ago, I thought something was ticking in the engine, and I took the entire like cover off the um, uh, timing belt cover, the timing cover off, and just looked at it, you know, inspected it, and it all looked pretty good. And that you know didn't take that much time. I don't think I even had to take the radiator out. Oh um, shit! Okay, that's how bad. Yeah. It was, I mean, that, uh, like, if I was going to do it again, I would take the radiator out just to have more room to work with, but, um, and then, uh, I was driving it the other day and I, I had to do some hard braking and then turn right hard and something felt a little wibbly wobbly in the front end. So, uh, next time I do an oil change or whatever, I'll, I'll have to, you know, jack it up and look underneath there and make sure everything's okay. You know, if it needs a tie rod end or something like that. Or if it's just the uh, snow tires that I have on there are a little squishy. But um, yeah, just something to keep an eye out on. But I was daydreaming about more power the other day. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I could get an upgraded uh, turbo and headers and injectors and make, you know, 300 plus horsepower pretty easily for not that much money. Uh, but if you're or, doing all of that, you know, already. <laughs> yeah. Or or if I'm going to do it the hard way, I was thinking, what if I did twin turbos? You know, like two small turbos Ooh. to make like around 350 horsepower. Like, Wait, so th- yeah, again, that's, that's the thing. There's some cars that like, and they, I see this on like, vqs sometimes people are like oh i got a twin turbo i'm like you got two dinky little turbos you're gonna make the same power as one a single dinky turbo like what even add, why even add two does um, it like affect like how fast it's i don't know a lot about turbos yeah does it affect how fast it like spools up and stuff or yeah small ones spool faster that's, that's my idea because so the the way that the exhaust is routed on a subaru is for the driver's side bank it, the manifold goes forward and then across the front of the engine and then back into the, um, what do you call it? The manifold coupler or whatever, and then up into the turbo. So the, what? yeah. So the okay. driver's side exhaust path is like two, two and a half feet long. And then the passenger side is like a foot and a half long or something like that. So, um, that's kind of why Subarus have that kind of rumbly exhaust note. Yeah. Unequal length of uh, exhaust, whatever. Yeah. But it's also like why they're not very efficient and they don't spool that great compared to other engines of the same size and boost and everything. I mean, they spool okay. They spool, you know, better than you'd think. But that's mostly because they come with pretty small turbos from the factory. But I was thinking two uh small turbos in more or less the stock location but just on either side so just have a short little like one one and a half foot long 
uh, up pipe coming up from the exhaust manifolds on either side. It would be a little bit tight on the driver's side because you've got the brake booster in there and the steering shaft. But I figure the JDM models have the steering shaft and the brake booster on the other side, and they still have the turbo on the right side, you know? So I think there's a way to do it. It just might be a little bit tight. And and then, so then you have very short path for the exhaust. You also keep the very short path for the the intake and the charge and everything. You just keep the front mount and cool, intercooler. And like the front mount intercooler, or excuse me, you keep the top mount intercooler. You don't have that long path for the front mount. So, you know, you have still pretty good throttle response and spool and everything. And you're also not putting all that weight out front if you had like a low mount front turbo set up. Like I've seen people mm-hmm. where they'll put the turbo like in the front fender, like just yeah. ahead of the front tire or whatever. Um, or like the newer uh, the newer WRXs where they have the turbo at the front bottom of the motor. Uh, and the headers kind of, you know, go forward. Yeah. You know, those all have their own problems. Like you, you have to have like a special little sump for the, the turbo with its own little pump to, to scavenge oil out of there. But I don't know. I was thinking about that for a minute too, because people have taken, um, what is it? The FA engine is the later model one from the WRX. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll take that stock turbo setup and headers and everything and adapt them to a, an EJ motor. I've seen that done before. Hmm. But I don't know. I, I think I'm onto something with this twin turbo setup. And I was thinking of using turbos from like a Fiesta ST. And those make around like 180 to 200 horsepower stock uh, with just the one turbo out of a 1.6 liter four cylinder. And like I haven't looked at like the compressor maps and all that shit, so I don't know if it would actually work. But my hunch is telling me that that would, you know, get me three fifty horsepower pretty easy on a Subaru. I don't know. Man, I'm just wondering if like still if if twin scroll is maybe the way to go. Still, like it it I, probably I, would be a lot easier and simpler and and you know and less also headache. spool spool quick and then also have that bigger wheel too for more power. I mean, yeah. It's tough to be a twin scroll. <laughs> Best of both worlds. If you're already thinking about going the hard route, I mean, that's that's what I'd be thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be a lot of it would be a lot of plumbing to put two turbos sure. in there. Yeah. Because yeah. not only do you have, you know, manifolds up to them, you also have oil in and out, coolant in and out. The exhaust has to dump. Yep. And, you know, are you going to route that back to, uh, you know, a single, like, I guess, downpipe or, you know, a single exhaust pipe? Or are you going to try to fabricate some sort of dual exhaust or what? Like, that's a lot of. Right. There's a lot of pipes going in a lot of places. Yeah. Now, yeah, I probably won't do any of this. I'll probably just keep yeah. the stock turbo <laughs> and just run yeah. it into the ground and just Were you enjoy guys also the struggling to not make a joke about Zach's statement. Wait, what? A lot of pipes going into a lot of places. <laughs> Never mind. Never, I'm, I'm immature. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't know. I'll probably just keep it the way it is. It's making more than enough power for what I need. You know, it runs okay. Um, so I don't know, just dreaming, but that's where I'm dreaming's at. Dreaming's fun. Dreaming's fun for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, Brandon, how you been? What have you been up to? Uh, everything is a dumpster fire. My life is a nightmare and I'm giving up on cars. Yeah. All right. It's been great having you on the podcast. We'll uh, <laughs> see you around, maybe. <laughs> uh, when I left for the holidays, I hadn't finished putting my Chevy back together. But I wasn't worried about it because the Ford was running fine and was being reliable. And all I really needed left to do on the, the Chevy was put it back together. Like I had fixed the gaskets and everything and just put the carbon alternator and accessories back on and, and shit like that. And... I got home from the holidays on New Year's Eve, and late into the evening or early night, I go to meet up with my friends for uh, New Year's Eve celebrations, and my van won't start. Uh, the Ford. Oh, yeah, not And uh, by the time I realized that it wasn't something that I was going to just be able to, like, you know, find a loose wire or do whatever, it was already, like, 11.30 at night, and I had missed uh, my my window of, of getting out to anywhere to meet people. And after three days with fighting of fighting with it, I, I think that it's just my ignition module, which is a really weird aftermarket unit that I had to order from the factory that made it. Uh, and hopefully it will be here this week. So, uh, Man, that sucks though. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry to hear that. No, I, I talked to a bunch of people and they were like, yeah, those units suck. Like they just randomly stop working. <laughs> you you might get five years out of it. You might get six months. Good luck. God. And uh, I, I, actually, I was about ready to fire up the Chevy, but then I realized that we were recording and I was already running late. So I had to like leave the shop, like literally as the last thing left to do was put the battery in the van and fire it up. Well, it's Schrodinger's car repair. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's fixed until you find out that it's not. So... <laughs> I, yeah, we've sort of like my anxiety, like that last step is so hard because uh, that's when I find out whether I fixed it correctly or whether I like spun a bearing getting it home or, you know, yeah. find more coolant in the oil and realize that maybe it was a head gasket, and not the intake. But uh, I honestly think that's mostly anxiety speaking. I do think that it, it is fixed and like the problems are resolved. I actually like went through the trouble of being an adult and looking up torque specs for everything and torqued everything down to its proper conditions. And wow. Oh, fancy. Good. Yeah. That's really yeah, good. I, I know that that's like a normal thing to do, but when, when you just drive old V eights, you just don't care. You're like, ah, five pounds, 20 pounds. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, I always put everything to the German torque spec on all of my cars. And what is that? What is that torque spec? Guten tight. <laughs> yeah this that's usually what i go with <laughs> it hasn't failed me yet i mean yeah i i, I like to go with uh except for those times that it did fail me <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> I, I like to go to the point where it's like okay is is it tightening or ripping out threads at this point i better stop now <laughs> Yeah, I always well, just try to think about the material. I'm like, how tight can I get something in aluminum? I'm like, ah, it feels like this tight. <laughs> like, uh, I'm gonna stop here. I feel like an aluminum will crack after after this turn of the ratchet. So uh, supposedly old Harley manuals will actually say tighten until tight. I've I've heard friends <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> that Which sounds makes, like a Harley thing. No, it, it makes sense because like you don't want to tighten until loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it gets uh, loose, you've gone too far. Yeah. 
<laughs> if it gets loose, back it off a quarter turn. <laughs> yeah. But no, Stick I, I, some I, red Loctite down in the hole and then put it back in and, you know, call it a day. Oh, uh, since, since my problem happened because all of the bolts had, like... I, I think that the problem happened because all the bolts loosened up on the intake from just, like, regular wear and tear. I Loctited the ever-loving shit out of everything. I mean, nice. I was I was good. I used blue Loctite, but still. Yeah, you don't you don't hate yourself in the future. So, <laughs> well, I mean, not in that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like that that that's it. I, I have no running vehicles right now, and I've been working on two of them. And uh, one was all diagnostics and waiting for dude. I've I, I I've been riding my bicycle to the parts store like three like twice a day. And I actually really like riding my bicycle, but there's something really disheartening about locking your bike outside of the, the like car parts store. Yeah, I've done that before. I mean, well, the parts store near me is close enough to walk, and I've done that a couple times. Yeah, I, I'm lucky. I've got a couple that are close like that, but I've had to go to like three different ones because they all have a different weird aftermarket section. Like that, I love the aftermarket section in some of those parts stores because it's like, obviously the stuff's been on the shelf so long that the boxes are faded and like they changed like the design graphics on whatever part you're buying like like three iterations ago but you know pet boys just hasn't sold that one like intake or whatever right but yeah i mean i, I actually found a surprising amount of stuff that i could have theoretically needed and zero things that i actually needed that's how it usually goes yeah so you know, if you're if you're using a Protronics uh, ignition, like it's uh, you know, think twice. Have an extra. Yeah, I I know in the uh, the group chat you're talking about like fuck it, maybe I'll just buy a Prius, and um, you know that's that's not the worst idea in the world. And you know they make something called the Prius V, which I think Toyota said the V stands for versatile you could pretend that it stands for van because it is like a five door hatchback. <laughs> well, I mean like, I think what I've more genuinely considered and if like the market ever makes sense again and I can get something at actual MSRP, like, that's uh, you know, really I, where we're at right now. I feel that so bad. I'm just like, what? I can't even justify looking at some shit right now. Well, I know Zach's talked about it before, like the fucking Maverick pickup, man. Yeah, like yeah. get a fucking hybrid Maverick. It's like 30k brand new. You got a warranty, and you're getting like 50 something miles to the gallon. Well, yeah, I mean on the on the cheaper end, MSRP is like 23 grand for, or or 19 actually for the hybrid one. The hybrid oh, one is it, the is cheapest it, fucking one. What? Oh, really? That's fucking awesome! Holy shit! Yeah. I would. Yeah, I was I was about to say I would absolutely do that, and that's probably not true. I would probably never buy something that I couldn't fix on the side of the road for like three dollars and a piece of bubble gum, but like. Uh, in theory, I like the idea of being able to spend 20 grand on a truck that like gets better gas mileage than every other one of my vehicles combined. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that was where I was too. Like I, it's, it's extremely tempting. I don't think I'm actually going to go through with it ever, but like, it's always in my head. Just like, you could just do that, dude. You could just like, you know, save yourself so much headache and heartache and just get a fucking Maverick, but I keep wow. thinking about how, like, I'm going to get a newer car. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get, like, a newer car. Like, oh, imagine, like, a 2012 or a 2013. I'm like, that's already 10 years old. How <laughs> fucked up yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, you know, yeah, one, 
one cool thing that happened, and this this is more just a part acquisition, but like as I thought that everything was starting to look up for my vehicles running, I decided that I it was time to get more serious about dropping my big block in the Cutlass. So I started pricing out aluminum intakes for it because it's literally like, I think like a 40-ish pound difference between the cast iron and aluminum intakes. Jesus. Dude, it is yeah. not insignificant. It is wild. Yeah, that's um, a lot. But I got on Marketplace, which I don't even fucking have Facebook. I'm like such an asshole that I refuse to get Facebook and I make my friends message people on Marketplace <laughs> for me. <laughs> but I found I found a big block Olds intake and I made my friend reach out to the dude and he put me in touch with him. And we get talking and he's like a full-blown like Oldsmobile guy. He's older. And I'm like, hey, you know, I don't. If you're an Oldsmobile guy, I have one small block intake that I don't want and will never use, but I bought it on accident thinking it was a big block. And he was like, I really don't need anything. Like, the one thing that I actually am looking for is this hyper-specific unit. Do you know anything about that? And I'm like, I do not. I don't even know what I've got. I just know that I bought it on accident for very little money and kept it because who knows. So I swung by on the way to meet the guy and picked up what I had, and it was the exact one that he was looking for. (laughs) Nice. Fucking oh, awesome. Yeah, Love so things work out. He didn't he wouldn't do a flat trade with me, but I did end up getting like probably what was between a five and six hundred dollar intake for like probably about fifty bucks. Nice. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So no no complaints there. And it just it just looks so good on the motor. It really That's awesome. Oh yeah. It really brings the whole motor together. <laughs> <laughs> Both literally but also aesthetically. So how close to putting that all together uh, do you think you are? Um, I mean, I have everything for the motor. I just uh-huh. wanted to upgrade it to an aluminum intake. So it's it's pretty good to go at this point. Okay. I mean, and you're going to have it in the car and driving? and Yeah, before I die. <laughs> <laughs> Depending. Yeah. I, I, no, I shouldn't. Uh, what happens. <laughs> I shouldn't have pushed you for a timetable on that. No, I mean, I was looking to start it as soon as I got my Chevy back together when I got home. But, I mean, my shop gets god-awful cold in the winter. Like, there's there's no heat. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to work on stuff in there. And my plan is to do, like, a whole drivetrain swap. So I'll have to have the, my drive shaft uh, shortened. And I have headers, but I'll still have to build the remaining, like, part of the exhaust or have one made or whatever. So it, it won't be, like you know, in the next couple of weeks or something, but you know, with any luck, I'll, I'll get there. Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, that's me. That's all I've done. I think we all probably went pretty light given that like holidays and stuff. Right. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Speaking of part acquisition and, and getting deals, I did blow a shitload of money on parts, but by the magic of asking everyone I know who gives a shit about me, uh, enough to get me a Christmas gift for gift cards to one specific place and pure happenstance that the one clutch that I really wanted was on sale for 26% off. I got a twin disc clutch that can handle 750 pound feet of torque for $500 out of pocket. Oh, hell nice. yeah. So, That's fucking yeah. awesome. That was like incredible I, I didn't think i was going to get that thing for a very long time uh but yeah no that worked out pretty damn well for me 
Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. Cool. Um, should we take a quick break and uh, come back with the news? Yep. Let's do that. All right. Breaking news. That's that's the part of the show we're at. We're at the breaking news part. This is Cars and Comrades with with your car news updates. All right, we're back and we're talking about some news stories. And sorry to start on a down note, but uh, the first news story that we have is unfortunately Ken Block passed away recently so uh i didn't really follow his career that closely but zach you did so why don't you talk about this one yeah i mean i like a lot of like suburban kids who watch stuff like nitro circus or like rob deerdeck stuff uh and was also into cars specifically knew of ken block and then his gymkhana series came out um which if you haven't seen is is pretty cool to watch just to see what's possible as far as stunt driving. Um, he was probably one of the best stunt drivers out there in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I was, I was definitely a big fan. He had a kind of rocky rally career, uh, a lot of wrecks, but that was kind of his style. He was a lot like Travis Pastrana in that way. Just pretty balls to the wall. Colin McRae too. I would say, I, I would say the three of them are all pretty similar in driving, but yeah, um, I'm sure most of our listeners, if not all of y'all, have heard by the time this gets released, he did pass away this past week, um, the age of 55, uh, in a snowmobile accident in Utah. Um, pretty, pretty tragic. Uh, I follow him on social media, and he was posting, you know, in the days following or uh, leading up to that unfortunate day that, uh, you know, he, he was with friends and family. It looked like they were all having a really good time. He, he actually made a post on his Instagram story that morning of all of them on the sleds. He uh, was apparently going up a steep bank and the sled upended and landed on top of him. Uh, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Not much else to say about that, but, um, you know, he he started DC Shoes, which I actually didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't I'm, know that I'm either. Learning that right now. <laughs> yeah, with sort of with um, Rob Deerdeck, the the skateboarder. Um, yeah, or or brought him on pretty early. I don't know if he was necessarily one of the first people. So you know, if you're not a big fan of Ken, uh, and you listen to this show, you might possibly be inclined to say you know he's a ceo business owner a capitalist whatever um but I mean, genuinely, fair criticisms but he seems like yeah a guy genuinely like i mean you know i don't know how his workers were treated i don't know anything about that side of things on the other side you know just who he was how he behaved in you know the rally scene and in the car scene overall uh, you know, if you watch Hoonigan, that's also all Kim Block. I know a lot of people see them working together, but he basically started that as well. Yeah, he, um, he was a co-founder of Hoonigan, which that yeah. was how I actually knew him. I knew him from Hoonigan specifically. Mm. I didn't really know him from anything else. 
yeah. So, yeah, valid criticism. Maybe he was a capitalist. Maybe, you know, maybe you've got some genuine critiques there. And, uh, you know, if you do, let us know. I, I'd be interested in looking into it. I don't really know. Yeah, I've never looked into it before, but I also have no idea what he's like on social issues and stuff. But he seemed to have a, he seemed to stay out of it, which good for him. That's yeah, honestly, like that's better than anything. As much as we could hope for, (laughs) for the most part, really. I'm so glad when people shut their mouths. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but like just as a person, seemed genuinely like such a good person to be around. You know. Like, yeah, maybe he didn't have the best opinion socially, but I guarantee you, no matter who you were, how you identified, if you were around the dude, he was probably going to put a smile on your face. Like he was absolutely a genuine, positive guy that was, you know, probably one of the most talented drivers of our time. So big loss for, you know, yeah, and everybody ride car, that. car scene. I mean, I can't tell you how many different you know, subreddits and car groups and, you know, Facebook buy and sell and trade groups. Like the Audi crowd was like mourning his loss. The Subaru crowd, the rally crowd, like the drift crowd, everybody, you know, this guy had a big hand in all of those. So it's a, it's, it was a bummer. I mean, like I'm not one for like hero worship or like celebrity worship or anything like that, but Dude, I when I heard he died, I was like welling up a little bit. Like I definitely was bummed for the rest of the night. Like he was a he was a big deal, man. He definitely uh, you know, I honest to God, I think I own a twenty eleven WRX hatchback because of one of the early Jim Connor videos of him ripping around a, a WRX hatchback. Like it, he was a huge inspiration. So yeah, that's a pretty like Brian said pretty down note to start, but, uh, you know, just go fucking do some donuts in your neighborhood and yell, you know, yell <laughs> at your neighbors. not legal <laughs> advice. <laughs> your neighbors, this is for Ken Block. Uh, this is not legal <laughs> advice. This is illegal <laughs> advice. This is illegal advice. Go, go rip some donuts or, you know, slide a corner, pour one out for, uh, for Ken. He's a cool dude, you know, as far as I know. Yeah, open to as be far corrected. as we know, and yeah, probably better to keep it that way. Yeah, honestly, yeah, no, I'm not open to being corrected. He was a cool guy. He was awesome. He was actually secretly a leftist. If you <laughs> come at me with some fucking facts or some shit that says he wasn't, just keep it to yourself. I don't want to know, man. <laughs> comrade Ken Block. <laughs> yeah, Comrade Ken Block. From now on, is is what's happening in my heart. We'll we'll venerate him uh, after the fact, like we did with Dale Earnhardt. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's fine. Um, so. Yeah, which, I mean, it's at least a slightly positive note, um, you know, kind of coming out of this. Like, I'm learning. I didn't know that. Like, I knew of him. I knew from Kana and all that. Um, but apparently he does have a daughter who, you know, I, I feel for her right now. She obviously lost, you know, her, her father. But what I didn't know is she's kind of a rising star herself in driving. And yeah. I mean, to me, any women in you know doing well in motorsport is a really good thing um yeah so we definitely had uh you know one to mention that you know she's around kind of carrying on his legacy in a lot of ways i think she's what 15 now or 16 um i think she's 
the oh, yeah. article I'm looking at says 16. So. Yeah, so, so I guess she is 16, and she has driven that, like, all-wheel drive Mustang and shit that's, like, uh, over a 1,000 horsepower. 1,400 to be yeah. particular, yeah. <laughs> and absolutely drive, stomped apparently. on people in it, I, mind you. Yeah, I would shit in my pants if I, like, did a, sec- <laughs> a, a third gear pull in that. Like, I would literally have poo poo in my pants to clean up so like <laughs> this yeah i mean for sure this 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 woman is awesome so i mean she seems to have learned from the best so i mean kind of a rising star and to me you know as much as it's not it's not class it's not leftist stuff but i do think any progress on you know gender equality in any respect is ultimately good for for all of us and for for you know for everyone that's good for everybody i think so, that, you know, any women doing well and like breaking walls down is good. And uh, she seems to be doing that as long as they're not literally breaking walls down. Not with a thousand horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try like, to keep it out of the wall because that's yes. uh, it's risky. Yeah. It's Theoretically, uh, I mean, it seems like she can keep a car on the track. And that is something I could not keep that car on the track, I would imagine. So. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, he was her, uh, you know, she was doing some, I don't know if they were in WRC or what, you know, like World Rally Cross or or what league or, uh, you know, series they were racing in, but he was co-driving for her in some capacity. That is so awesome. As well. Which, yeah, like, I mean, we like could all good, hope. He was, yeah, he was a good dad. dad too. Like that. Like, that's fucking yeah. awesome. So. It's probably yeah. easier to be a good dad if you're like, well, wealthy. But then again, right. maybe maybe not. I don't know. Uh, maybe that isn't super. But like, whatever. He seemed like he was a good dad. That's yeah. that is a real bummer that he's gone. But again, yeah, it's and very cool that his daughter is seemingly doing well and performing well, and not just because of like weird nepotism. Like, it seems like she can fucking drive. There's not a lot of. Um... I mean, obviously, you have to have the opportunity to practice and get better and things like that. But there's not a lot of nepotism in rally racing. Like, at the end of the day, you've either got it or you don't. Like, you got to get the car through a pretty grueling course fast. Like, there's no, you know, there's no nepotism about that. Yeah, he got training at a young age, but kind of all of them do. Any racer that is at that level has been training since they were a little kid. So, yeah. And every time I watch, like, I see the like in car videos of rally racing, they make me anxious. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> intense and, sport and, for sure. And I drift. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, like, I get my personal daily fucking driver and I'll get it sideways, sometimes not even knowing how the car is going to perform because I'm like, oh, the suspension's all fucked up. And <laughs> this car is all fucky. I don't know how it feels, but I'm going to go ahead and put it sideways. And then I watch like an in-car rally video and I'm just like, this makes me sick. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, this is terrifying to watch. I, so. I love when you have like some like 50 or 60 year old dude commenting online about how they could do it better or whatever. And just... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love being the old man in the group. who's like, I can't do that. <laughs> no, yeah. fuck. Like I, I aspire towards like things, a fraction as powerful as that. Yeah, that kind of self-confidence is what, you know, what gets you Mustangs running over people on, you know, leaving car meets or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone that's never done a handbrake turn in their life, obviously. Yeah. It's, 
it is it we it does weirdly feel like connected to like people's political outlooks but i'm just like some people who have like all the confidence in the world none of the knowledge none of the education and it's just like they're wrong about everything and then you have people who are like have some humility and they're kind of almost few and far between but like that is the difference between a conservative and a leftist where it's like all the leftists are like yeah it's a really powerful engine you know i don't know if i can handle that i would have to work up to it and then you get like can you know patriot jerk off 1776 commenting <laughs> oh that ain't nothing i could but and you're just like shut the fuck up please <laughs> shut <laughs> up it's, I it's to- them it's them and literal teenagers who act the same way. They're like, oh, a thousand horsepower Supra. Like, it's faster than everything in the world. And it's, yeah, it's teenage boys and old men. Same exact. Before we went on recording today, I was talking about how I got to ride in a Camaro that was built uh, over 800 crank horsepower. Yeah. yeah. Yup. It was fucking humbling. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no fucking lie. Like, it made me realize that I should probably like meter my expectations for my drag racing build. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even saying I'm shooting for low now. I'm just saying like, no, I think 800 horsepower at the crank will be satisfactory for me. <laughs> yeah. At least, like at least until I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. You almost got to work your way up to it. Cause I, I mean, I remember the last time I went, I went and rode in a friend's like 600 plus horsepower at the wheels, a GS 35 or GS 300 with a two JZ build. And oh my God, I was giggling immediately. So I was like, holy Christ, this is like ridiculous. And that was like a quarter throttle. He's like, yeah, if I, if I floor it, I break the tires loose and I can't drive it. Um, it, 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 Literally the G force was enough that like with me just seated in a normal position, I could feel the blood draining out of my feet. (laughs) Did I hate it? Fuck no. But did it make me realize that I need to approach that level of horsepower with a bit more caution than I have been? Absolutely. Yeah. And I wasn't even the guy who was going onto a fucking thread saying, 800 horsepower, that's nothing. Like, (laughs) I I can't imagine being 16 and being handed the keys to something with 1,400 horsepower. Yeah, I would be dead so fast. I don't know how fast that thing goes, but that's how fast I'd be dead. Like yeah. zero to dead in two point nine, because <laughs> oh, that's, all, was... that's all, almost as fast as a Tesla <laughs> uh, for any driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's terrifying. That those are just on the road with you at all times. Think about that next time you're driving anywhere. Yep, anywhere on the road with you could be a Tesla. That could well, <laughs> anywhere on the road could be a Tesla or a Hellcat with seven hundred horsepower and some inexperienced yahoo behind the fucking wheel like oof tell you man thoughts. Yeah, my I'm weird scared driving my dumbest consolation about hellcats is that they're 707 707 i think at the crank yeah. which means that they're sub 600 at the wheel okay oh that's true i guess i i guess i forget about that they always measure at the crank and i always go by at the wheels yeah yeah i don't want to diminish it like 600 horsepower is not nothing but 600 like, horsepower. <laughs> shit. I can I can handle that all day long. <laughs> but you you got to figure even the limited edition demons weren't actually putting 700 horsepower to the wheels. That's yeah, cuz they were what like 797 or 8 I think, just I think right at 800 at the crank or 808 or something like a, almost a kitschy like 
the this one's seven oh seven. This one's eight oh eight. Like, oh okay. I'm pretty sure they were fudging the numbers to some extent. Like, they may have even downgraded sure. it just to have that stupid number. But you know, it's Dodge, so I I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was understated. Yeah, I believe it. But yeah, like it's 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 a lot of power. But you know, you you'll remember whether it's crank or wheel. But dude, even if it's five hundred at the wheel, that's a lot. Yeah, people don't. I think people don't have uh, like a genuine respect because at like the almost the Overton window of horsepower yes. or whatever you want to call it has moved <laughs> so much that like everything's a thousand horsepower now. Oh, I but... love the concept of the Overton window of horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a better way to. I just no, it's that's a cool thing to say, but I I don't have a better way to put it. No, that when, that's a when I was a kid, five hundred horsepower was supercar shit. Yeah. yeah. Now it's now it's grandma's Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man. no, like people do not respect what 400 horsepower at the wheels can do. Like it's no, it's a lot and it's intense. And if you've never experienced it before, and you just hop in to 400 wheel horsepower and just give it the beans, you you're gonna fucking. I mean, I'm not gonna say you're gonna crash, but. Odds are not in your favor to keep that thing in between the lines. If, yeah. if someone completely inexperienced just jumps in at, at that level of power. Um, did we lose? Did we lose some people? Connor, are you here? Bryant, Bryant, Bryant here. I cannot hear you. Bryant? I can hear. I can hear Connor and Brandon currently. Oh, yeah. I don't think Brian's with us. Okie dokie. We're so uh, bad at podcasting. Dude, we're the worst podcasters. <laughs> People listen to us. It. It's crazy. <laughs> Stop. Find something better to do with your time. Don't <laughs> <laughs> bully the listeners. All right. Sorry, we had a little technical snafu. I suspect what happened is my roommate was using the microwave and that fucked up the Wi-Fi. But <laughs> who fucking knows? We're back now. So this what were we talking serious, about? <laughs> this is a serious podcast. We've been doing this for, we were talking about, we were, we've been doing this for almost uh, two years or maybe even a little more now. And yeah. this is where we're at still. If the mic, I, if the roommate uses the microwave, we might lose. The fucking... <laughs> hey, we're, we're not here still. We've gotten to this point. We used to be better, I think. <laughs> it's actually dropped. <laughs> hey, remember, we used to do this every week. <laughs> yeah, that didn't last too long. That was a lot. <laughs> Nothing ever got uh, fixed. I didn't have any time. Yeah. Uh, so I think we left off just talking about how much horsepower um, has shifted. Yeah. In the modern era, but yeah. That it's it's definitely in a whole new realm at this point, you know. A A thousand horsepower is just, you know, moderately built at this point for a lot of cars. (laughs) Full bolt. A thousand horsepower in my world is just a twin turbo junkyard motor. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's right. You can just get an LS out of any junkyard, slap some power adders on it and hit a thousand horsepower that's what the the internet told me so you you see people do it too i mean yeah that's the thing it's like it it almost doesn't seem real but then it it does happen so 
But dude, in the nineties, in the nineties, it was like Lamborghini was shooting for five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the all those like early Lamborghini and Ferrari V twelve, you know, supercars like the the beginning of the supercar era were four to five hundred horsepower. I mean, when something hit six hundred horsepower, I think it was probably like McLaren or something like that. It was like that was big news. But, yeah. Yeah, now your average grocery getter has got close to that, if not more. <laughs> <Your> average grocery getter. <laughs> I'm Yo, pretty sure I would after, funny. after I'm sorry, just after spending like I think close to like twenty thousand dollars, maybe even a little bit more on my engine build, I think I would lose a race to your average off the lot SUV these days. Like or even minivan Ooh. in some cases. Yeah. Here's the reason I don't agree nice. with you. It's just power to weight. Yeah, like yeah. your well, average SUV, if it's making as much power as your car, is going to weigh twice as much. <laughs> at least, I don't know. Yeah. The Z is pretty heavy. You'd be shocked at how I think they're like thirty three hundred pounds or something. They are Holy not. Shit. Why is it so much? I don't That's not know. shocking to me. That's what I expected. No, that it's very. I think it's very poorly, and there's not a whole lot I can do for weight reduction. Like, yeah, I could get like carbon body panels for like a grand a piece, but like. <sighs> Who's got money for that? Like the only significant weight savings I could do would be like the rear hatch. And if I, especially if I put in like a plexiglass window without um, defrosters in it, which is not practical since I use this car in the winter, that might save me another 150 pounds or something. That That's kind of like, if I went full weight saving, I could save maybe 250 pounds off that. And it would still be a heavy ass car. That is weird to me because I'm going to keep saying it until someone corrects me. I'm pretty sure my car from the factory says that the curb weight is 3,200 pounds and it's a five door hatchback. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck makes your car so heavy? Like I was expecting it to be considerably lighter. I don't understand where the weight's coming from. Me neither. No, it's it's shorter. It's not as long. It's not as wide. Like I don't, where is it coming from? Not a clue. What the I fuck, th- dude? It does, I mean, it does have the six-cylinder engine, so like it. Right, the engine yes. weight does matter, but like it, the three hundred and fifty Z does well because it has good weight distribution. But like, it also has a fuckload of suspension components. Like, there's a sh- a lot going under there. But like, oh, again, yeah. they even saved weight in like the drive shaft. It, it is a carbon fiber drive shaft that from weighs the like, literally from the factory. That wow, weighs wow, like, fuck. dude, it weighs like seven pounds. It's absurd. Like you can pick it up it's goofy it's like a pool noodle um and that's the drive shaft so like they did weight saving stuff and this car is still heavy as shit so like you want to be bummed out sure my drag van mathematically like having uh i won't say fudged any numbers but like i won't actually know until i've got it on a scale but based off of some research i think that with my big block i should weigh in around 3400 pounds yep probably gonna be about the same as my car yep I knew that my two seater sports car is real fucking heavy. My van is kind of light, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving Absolutely on. Insane. Sorry. I just had to jump in there. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. Let's uh, just to, to wrap up on Ken block. Um, just did want to mention real quick. He does have his daughter, Leah block, who is uh, joining WRC most likely within the next couple of years. Keep your eye out for her. I'm sure she'll be uh, on the come up, rising star, all that. Um, he does have two younger children as well. 
and obviously thoughts with them that has got to be really rough for all three of them. I just didn't want to mention he he does have two younger children as well as her. And then the the WRC itself did retire his number 43 um, in tribute to him, which I thought was pretty cool. So yeah, that's cool. Good. Cool then to do that. Well, I guess that means it's time for uh, our shitting on Elon Musk segment that we always do. Yeah, every, uh, we really should week. have like a like a theme song for this or something. Yeah, we don't try. We, we don't try to do this. It's just his <laughs> shit is in the news constantly for how awful it is. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't seek it out. It's just in our faces as a result of being on the Internet there's, all the fucking time. Yeah, there's 40 new fucking anti-Tesla or Elon Musk stories. We're like, All right, I guess we have to cover like five of them, I guess. At <laughs> yeah. least, right? Like, oh my God. It's exhausting, and frankly. I, Connor, do we on our like social media have like Elon stands like harassing you or anything? Um, that ever once happen? in a while. It's kind of rare-ish. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of dropped off. Like it's kind of hard, getting harder and harder to support this guy. But, yeah. Uh, I guess the the big thing with Tesla recently is the stock has been falling. It fell sixty five percent in twenty twenty two. So, uh, yeah, they're they're doing great things over there. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I th- they are doing great things if they're tanking his wealth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did he lose? Like two hundred billion dollars in made up money or whatever? Uh, yeah. He lost. He lost not enough. <laughs> no well, guys yeah, you no. don't understand it's not liquid wealth it's tied up in stocks so he doesn't actually have that amount of money right as long as he walks this earth he hasn't lost enough exactly yeah, <laughs> I yeah the truth is like he's he's he has lost a historic amount of money but like and that's fun to laugh at and like by the numbers that's technically true but like if you're listening to our show don't get too caught up into it like we're gonna clown on him a little bit but like this dude's life is not going to change one fucking bit. $1 billion, $200 billion. There is no difference. Of course to them, you know, these people, these billionaires are like dragons trying to hoard their wealth. So like they're, they're concerned with the numbers, but like, wait, what about dragons? What do dragons do? Do I not understand dragons? They sit on piles of gold or some shit. That's what, that's what billionaires do. I didn't know dragons did that. Yeah. Yeah, just because you've never seen a dragon before, (laughs) (laughs) like in real life. I mean, not in real life, but you know. Yeah, you know, you know, Brandon, dragons are real, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like that's why you drag race. You, yeah, (laughs) you're dragon. Uh, So they've. You know, they, they've been having their financial troubles. They've cut their prices on some of their cars. Um, I I guess a lot of that is just because gas is cheaper now and there's not as much demand for electric cars. You know, I feel like I haven't noticed the cheaper gas. Like, it is technically cheaper, but right. it's not that much cheaper. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, premium gas is still pretty expensive. Yep. Yeah. I... I think that's like, I don't know why people get so hung up on gas prices. I mean, for many reasons, but really, I was about to it say, wasn't that are you kidding me? Try, try, try driving my fucking car for a little bit. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, no, I know. I understand. But like, I, I have to drive literally 
300 miles plus per week and i have to use premium and i get it you know 17 to 21 miles per gallon like it sucks for me i am you're doing worse than i am yeah like i'm just saying it's so much better than i am (laughs) it's no it's bad but like at the same time i think that people just don't like to see a four and they they want to see the three or you know pick your two numbers like it was just a big deal when the dollar was the the higher number you know what i mean like it doesn't even matter what the cents after it are people are just upset that it was four dollars a gallon rather than three dollars a gallon (laughs) you know it's pure lizard brain shit it's not like people are (laughs) genuinely doing their finances every week and budgeting and they're like oh man if we could drop gas 30 cents a gallon so that, you know, that saves me all of $7 per week, that would really be the fucking deciding factor. Well, actually, yeah, it's it's like people who like just drive and drive on the interstate until they see the lowest gas prices. And then you realize that they have saved themselves like 37 cents. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and, and like the people who do the most complaining about gas prices drive fucking lifted pickup trucks, (laughs) Ford (laughs) F-250s, That they don't need to like their office job, you know, and and they're just like, oh, and you're like, dude, your car gets 12 miles of the gallon because of choices that you fucking made because you have to drive a fucking luxury pickup that never has anything in the back. Like, shut the fuck up. This is literally why I drive a heavy little sports car. This is why I'll never complain about gas prices, though. I'm just like, fuck, this sucks. And I'm like, you did this to yourself, buddy. Like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I could sell these shit boxes and buy a Prius. I could do it. Could you? Could you? I'm not I so mean, convinced. I don't think you could, actually. <laughs> Technically, I, it's physically possible. Yeah, sure. Could like, I, Zach, as a human being, cope with that? Absolutely not. That Prius would have an engine swap within the month, but <laughs> it is possible. I love that you have the same empty threat that I do every time a car pisses you off. You're like, ah, fuck it, I'm buying a Prius. <laughs> I would love to have a Prius. I really, especially in the new one, which I think is one of our stories. Maybe we should do that one next. But um, yeah, I, I would love to have a Prius. I just have to have another car or two in addition to it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that can't be my only car. I would die. My mom and my brother die. both have a, uh, a Prius each, and they're not bad cars. Like, you know, they're decently roomy, they're reliable, they're quiet, get great I, mileage, you know, I like hate the dash. No, I hear I hear all those things that you just said, Brian. You I hear you. They're boring, they're boring, they're boring, they're boring, they're boring. <laughs> and they're boring. No, I get it. Like, but at the end of the day, I don't want that shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not it's not an exciting car. Like they drive like a combination of a spaceship and a very heavy economy car. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah i mean if you're just if you're not into cars and you just want a reliable commuter that's i would just get a a prius there's you know don't fuck around with uh don't be like us we're trying to tell you horror stories we we want you to not be like us for real genuinely this is a what not to do (laughs) literally at one point when i was at an old job and i was driving 35 ish miles a day to and from work i did the math and realized that just what I would save in gas if I bought a, not even a Prius, something that got like 30 miles to a gallon, it would more than pay for a car payment. <laughs> oh, God. Oof. I mean, you could also have an MR2. 
I mean, they're not really that cheap anymore, but mine gets 30 miles per gallon. Would I know, fit pretty... in an MR2? You might. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Something to you're, consider. You're like yeah. six foot, right? Who, me? No, no, yeah. I'm shorter than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm six four, and I, I don't fit in much. Yeah. Brandon, I'll... I, Wait. I was going to say, I'll sit in a MR2, I'll sit in Brian's MR2 for you and let you know how bad it is for me because I'm about six <laughs> foot. So I can at least give you a general idea of four more inches is going to happen or not. Yeah. I, I think my roommate's around six two and he fits in an MR2 okay, but it, I think it's a little okay. tight for him. So yeah, it would probably be a little tight for you, Brandon. One of the reasons I like vans is because I fit in them and my knees don't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's a big reason why so many Americans buy SUVs and trucks and stuff, you know? Yeah, I feel like vans or anything like vans are like the sweatpants of cars. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Good sweatpants. I don't know. I'm not insulting it. It's just. Hey, that's... I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. So as am I. Same. <laughs> Uh, every time I see an SUV though, it's like the smallest woman I've ever seen in my life with the <laughs> seat maxed out to the front yeah. and still leaning forward. And I'm just like, you S- sitting on a phone book car. just to see over the steering wheel. Yeah. She's all a five foot one and just not, not properly. Wait, are we recording the show or are we just rambling at this point? <laughs> yeah. What's um, the difference? <laughs> but anyway, I, so back to Tesla for a second. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did say that they were dropping prices a little bit, and then that was kind of making its way into the used market. So the average uh, the average price of a used Tesla in November 2022 was 55754 uh, 55, uh, down 17% from a July peak of 67300 uh, So they're not... They're still not affordable, but they are cheaper than they were. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go out and buy a, a used Tesla for a lot yeah, of reasons. I mean, well, but... I wouldn't. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but I think the important thing, right? You know, is so far, I guess in 2022, Tesla lost 65 percent of its value for stock, right? Yeah. Which their stock was propped up. It's all bullshit. You know, we've we've gone over it a million times. But yeah, so they have, and it's not showing any signs of stopping. And I'm pretty sure it accelerated after Elon Musk took over Twitter and just demonstrated in front of the entire world what a fucking idiot he really is. Yeah, even more so than usual. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's uh, Tesla having some problems. And I did see it. It's it's I don't have like an article or whatever, but like I did see something on Twitter of him asking people to like comment on an irs twitter post saying should we like let tesla still have carbon credits or whatever and he's like hey everybody go go tell them i need the carbon credits because of course it's the only thing that's made tesla even remotely profitable or even like avoiding bankruptcy oh man you know what i really want to see is i want to see tesla actually competing on the open market with no like (laughs) with no subsidies no carbon credits nothing just just a car company selling cars. <laughs> See, the problem with that is that if they did compete on the open market, you wouldn't be able to see it because you'd probably blink. Yeah. And then it, you, you wouldn't get to <laughs> see like, it blink, And then yeah, it'd be gone. 
Oh. Well, and then and then Elon would say, uh, you know, the the big um, big oil companies are conspiring against me to <laughs> yeah. tank my business or something. Yeah. The oil companies are so woke. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to try not to derail here, but I do want to mention I just happen to be looking on Reddit while we're um, recording because uh, I have ADHD. It's a and, good sign. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I might too, actually, but continue. <laughs> And uh, the, on r slash ask, and rem- remember, this is on Reddit. Uh, someone asked, has Elon Musk's recent behavior affected your decision to buy a Tesla car and why or why not? And man, I have been scrolling for a minute. I have not seen one single post that is positive about Tesla <laughs> or Elon Musk wow. on Reddit. I'm wow. like, I'm down here now. But like, I mean, the top ones are just like, yeah, I wasn't going to buy one in the first place. This took me from uh almost no to absolutely not never like yeah there's no way this guy's gonna survive or this company's gonna survive for much longer we'll see about the guy because well, there was like a, a good two month long period where he forgot he owned a car company and he just <laughs> focused on twitter yeah. yeah, yeah. The investors it's, didn't like that very much. Which was probably the best thing that could have happened to Tesla as a brand. But <laughs> oh, like, yeah. in, in terms of like you know c- uh, consumers, you know, perceiving all of this, uh, not ideal. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually. Which, by genuinely... the way, that, there's been a lot of speculation that that is why he put up that goofy fucking poll a while back. Like, oh, uh, should I step down as CEO of Twitter? Uh, I'll abide by the results of this poll, which. Seemingly, he hasn't done, but... Well, supposedly, uh, that was him getting in front of... There's going to be... Like, some investors have basically said that they're going to pull out a bunch of money if he doesn't yep. step down or something like that. Yeah. Yep. So, he'll try to make it look like it was his decision. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I just also wanted to mention, I'm very surprised in that thread how many people were specifically calling out the quality, uh, both mechanically and cosmetically, of Tesla cars. It seems to be getting more and more to the mainstream knowledge that like, yeah, these things are shoddily built and pretty much giant piles of shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, like one of the things that Tesla didn't factor in is, is that your average person doesn't want to die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I hear, I thought Elon was a genius. <laughs> did you? No, I did not. <laughs> I actually meant to only think that. And then I actually said it out loud. Maybe for like five minutes in 2008 or something, I thought that. (laughs) Yeah. There was a period where I actually thought he believed his own bullshit. (laughs) And like that was that was his fall from grace for me was realizing that it it was always just openly a con. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also at least I at least thought he was like a somewhat smart con artist at the very least. And I don't think that like. I don't think he is anymore. I, I actually just genuinely think he's a lucky rich guy who's a fucking idiot and needs like a team of people at each company he runs to manage him into not doing the dumbest thing possible. Yeah, absolutely. That's yep. exactly what he is. Like he does not have any merits whatsoever, even as a con artist. <laughs> he cannot pull off the con by himself, even, <laughs> which is truly <laughs> pathetic. So anyway, I guess we're, we're kind of trying to wind down here, um, and we did spend a lot of times way too off the rails, as usual. But I do think we should at least mention some of the other stories here, which are mostly just anti-Tesla stories. Um, so I guess there was a Tesla in self-driving mode uh, that caused an eight-vehicle crash uh, somewhere in, I believe, California. 
It was in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. I think it was on the bridge. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, another Tesla crashes, which, you know, the, Elon's lately had a whole bunch of issues with this uh, self-driving, like legally and everything else. So. Yeah, they, they basically admitted that it's a failure, but they said <laughs> it's not a fraud. We didn't defraud anyone. You which know, that's that paid... the lie there. What, what is it like $15,000 to get this full self-driving is what they call yeah, it? Yeah, so it used to be 10000 Then they, which we covered this as another news story, they jumped it up to 15000 and it still didn't work. <laughs> it's like you're increasing the price by 50 fucking percent for a product that doesn't work. <laughs> but that's, hey, that's capitalism for you, baby. Yep. <laughs> but they made it more expensive now, so obviously it's worth more, so it must work better. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure the resale value on that used Tesla is going to be great. <laughs> just let's just remember that your resale value doesn't include full self-driving, right? Yeah. Also, like people have pointed out, like what happens when Tesla goes under, like, and those uh, over-the-air updates stop working, and you can't like plug into their charger anymore, and you know, you know what, you don't have a warranty. I feel like we have to go on the we have to like go on the record at this point like when Tesla fails we have to do something as a podcast like we have to have like a a special show we have to do something or like a special in person event or something we have to do something special for when Tesla fails because like they declare bankruptcy cars and comrades has to do something <laughs> I don't know what yeah, I was but... gonna say we got to do like an in person meetup with all of us and just like party <laughs> I was just gonna yeah, say I'm gonna I mean... drink I'm just gonna drink on air. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've yeah that's never happened I, before I, well i don't mean like five or six beers like normal i mean drink drink <laughs> i i feel like we have to like um set off some fireworks or maybe a small lithium yeah. fire as a celebration <laughs> you know yeah yeah oh, please leave my meds alone <laughs> um Another uh, quick story here was, uh, which this is, you know, obvious, short. You really don't even need any more details besides the headline because everybody kind of saw this coming. Uh, Tesla decides that the uh, boring steering wheel is better than the uh, yoke steering wheel after all. So that goofy fucking, I don't know, yoke style steering wheel that no one could use and like almost killed people if anything out of the ordinary happened. Yeah, it was Um, supposed to look like a like a fighter pilot sort of. Yeah, you know, control thing or whatever. So fucking stupid. But a car and an airplane are very different <laughs> machines. So how so? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. How exactly is a car different from an airplane? How is a car like a dragon, but not an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, here's the other thing. They're offering a retrofit. So like, if you got one of the stupid ass cars with a yoke, and you're now like, oh my god, this is fucking terrible. Which Everyone who has one definitely thinks it's terrible and probably is too embarrassed to fucking admit it. But apparently they will do the retrofit for like $700. And oh my God, they're not offering here. it for free? It's not even free? <laughs> no. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> oh my God. So they did the dumb thing. Now they're offering to sell you the steering wheel that you always should have had for $700 and I'm just I got to commend them like what a what a great con this is capitalism everybody this is this is the innovation as I have said before nothing will make me happier than people 
just absolutely desecrating Teslas. I want someone to put some cheap ass like Momo or like what's what's a cheap wheel, you know, some aftermarket piece oh, of shit like um, quick release racing yeah. wheel in place yeah. of those stupid yokes because oh that's just God. gonna be fucking great. Ugh, so gross. And then I don't know if you guys have anything else, but um, I'm looking to get off shortly here. Although I do think it's worth mentioning maybe the new Prius if we want to get into that for just a couple minutes. Yeah, well, I, I guess also one thing that I think you put on here is uh, Twitter workers that have been laid off still haven't re- received their severance pay. Oh, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> whole, all these deals, he was like, if you don't like this email in five minutes, you're going to leave with X amount of severance. And everyone's like, yeah, give me the severance, please. And everybody was like, yes, I'm leaving. Give me my money. And no one has gotten that money yet. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah, so, so of course there's a class action lawsuit going through now. Um, so Mr. Incompetent is getting sued for this for sure. Um, and there will be some kind of legal quote unquote consequences. He'll, you know, he'll still be rich. He'll still have everything he wants ever. But, you know, he's an idiot. And of course, workers are paying the paying the price here. So for everyone who says that the capitalist is the one who takes all the risk, um, I direct you to all the fucking Twitter workers who took a risk or who actually didn't even take a risk. Um, I, I guess like they just by working for a company that could potentially be bought by some fucking maniacal billionaire. Um, that's the risk that workers are taking. And look at this asshole. No risk whatsoever. Yeah. If you get anything from this podcast, just know that you could be on the road with a Tesla right now that can do zero to 60 in like no time, go insanely fast, weighs a shitload. Uh, if it bursts into fire, it literally can't be put out. And the company that you work for technically potentially could be bought by Elon Musk. So <laughs> you know, that's a misconception. Yeah. The fire can be put out. It just might spontaneously reignite, <laughs> Yeah, which is actually much scarier. Yeah, with with people locked inside. Well, that's yeah, yeah. The scariest open. part is that it locks the doors. <laughs> that's only you. that's only every model except one. <laughs> uh, well, but yeah, let's let's mention the Prius, the new twenty twenty three Prius here I, briefly. Yeah, especially since I, we've all been talking about how we want a Prius. Like, there's a part of us that wants a Prius. We, we are None not sponsored by Toyota, by the way. <laughs> wait, well, wait. Will Toyota sponsor us? Can we get a Prius? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll start talking. We'll start taking a revisionist line if uh, they'll buy us Priuses or something. Yeah, I absolutely. Like, yeah. will not do that. But I mean, I, uh, I will. Honest, sometimes I don't know what defines revisionist. I will <laughs> I delete that term. episode where I said that Toyota is the reason why people couldn't buy toilet paper in 2020. So <laughs> <laughs> I will not change a single stance I've ever taken on account of a sponsorship. But I mean, if you want to give me a Prius, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm weirdly not willing to flex or uh, budge on any of my beliefs. Like, not even, no, no. If, I'm, yeah, I'm not. if you present me with evidence, sure. But if you present me with a car, I will just take the keys and continue being a Leninist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say at the very least, the Prius looks pretty decent. Like the new yeah. one, it's looking pretty hot. I'm like, okay, this is a good looking car. Finally, it looks like, like a spaceship, but like in a good way. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it looks it looks pretty fucking decent. So I'm like, all right, it doesn't look bad now. So like that's that's one thing that was like keeping people from wanting it. And you're just like, okay, I could get behind this. And then I guess the new one's going to have a two liter. It's going to be still a plug-in hybrid, but it's going to have 220 horsepower, which is kind of fucking decent. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not terrible. It's only 220 until you put turbos on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you joke, but I, I looked into it. You can't really put a turbo on a Prius. Know, you'll, you'll blow the crank out of the fucking oil pan. I know. No, it just won't make any more power. It oh, won't work. Uh, really? Somebody put a supercharger on one and it broke immediately. I think that might have been the first gen uh, where they had a little bit different setup or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah. The the current ones, the engine computer will just freak out and shut down. Well, you got to put a different tune on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got to tune that out. Okay. So all we have to do is hack the engine and transmission control module. You know, that's <laughs> a part of that's really kind of surprised that hasn't like they didn't already have tunes for the, like, I would think there would be people who'd want to tune this for even like more range and shit. Yeah. But I don't know. I do see here that it says it's got a zero to 60 time of uh, 6.7 seconds, which is respectable for a Prius. Like, oh, yeah, that's like a second longer than my 350Z was, you know, obviously 20 years ago stock. And of course, a regular driver probably wouldn't get that time. They'd get like, you know, 7.2 or something, but still pretty decent. Uh, the other note here was a 50% increase in pure EV mode. So to possibly, they're not sure, but possibly 50 miles in just EV mode, which is like enough to get most people to work every day without using any gas. By the way, I just looked it up. My uh, my MR2 zero to sixty is eight point two seconds. So sweet. So this Prius is uh, <laughs> would be a performance bump for you. Yeah. <laughs> I am not looking up the uh, zero to sixty for my van. <laughs> yeah, probably the best. It wouldn't even be um, relevant. There's been too much shit done to it. It's just eventually. Well, for my Ford, yes. For my Chevy, it it's got a three twenty seven with a cam and headers, so it. It it moves. Stock though? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. Moral of the story is the uh, new Prius not not quite like the um, not a punchline anymore. It, it looks kind of like a decent little car. Yeah, it depends and, on the joke. Yeah, I suppose it is. But uh, it looks good inside and outside. Looks good. Good range, and you know, it's not like it has a lot of power. It does. Okay, it's not fast, but like it's not as slow. And to me, that's an improvement. Like I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure this would be significantly faster than my partner's Subaru Crosstrek, which is not yeah. fast, but like it's really slow. Sometimes like I get on the gas on the highway and I'm just like, "Oof, this is like this is real slow, guys." And this Prius would probably blow that thing out of the water. <laughs> and so I'm- I'm pretty sure you can get there's an option for an all wheel drive Prius where they put a they put a little small electric motor that's like 20 horsepower in the rear axle. Ooh, that's nifty. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, now I'm thinking like there's this that part of me. I'm I'm I bet like a brand new one will be like way too expensive, but I I am not against considering getting one, you know, because, well, someday. 
I feel. I like mean, I, I'll wait I, three years until I can get one used. Yeah, and yeah, then not exactly. buy it because I have to spend all of my money fixing whatever broke on me that weekend. Yeah, look, I'm probably in the same boat. But like, there's this part of me that can dream. Like, Schrod- it's you know Schrodinger's um, car buying. Where I'm like, I could buy a Prius as long as I don't buy one. I could just be like, I could. It's possible someday, maybe. I probably won't, but you know, I could dream. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's some psychological term for what we're describing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. Mental illness. <laughs> yeah yeah delusions but, uh, of grandeur maybe <laughs> delusions of possibility <laughs> yeah so dreaming uh, of a possible future <laughs> delusions of a future <laughs> uh, yeah well anyway on that note yeah yeah i guess uh follow us on social media and um we'll be back with something in the near future we might uh have a little hiatus here while we uh organize some things and get a little bit of a a back catalog of of uh evergreen episodes but uh yeah we'll have we'll have something out it might be a bonus episode or something like yeah we have we have to wait to find out how much our fbi handler is uh wanting us to take a break (laughs) <laughs> yeah we have to go they're still working well with the new republicans coming into congress they're not exactly sure yeah look like this year so our, our fed handlers have told us hey we don't know they're they might give us more money though they're conservatives you know we got to go so... to langley for some meetings and figure <laughs> some things out <laughs> you know nothing says small government like overfunding your leftist car podcast <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, on that note, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening to Cars and Com- Cars and Comrades, your your only podcast that constantly talks about being feds. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite, you know, federal psyop. <laughs> <laughs> your favorite four federal agents pretending to be. <laughs> Guys, have you heard about this new thing called MAGA communism? It's really cool. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, that's it. End recording. <laughs> End recording. We gonna make you fight fire with fire, bitch. We make you fight fire with water, bitch. We gonna fight riches and not riches, but we gonna fight the solidarity. We said we're not gonna fight capitalism with black capitalism, but we gonna fight the socialism. <laughs> Amazingly, or not so amazingly, Cuba's crime rate is one of the lowest in the entire hemispheres. Oddly enough, it seems that when people have their basic human needs met, they're less likely to commit crimes. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. The free market mythology, it argues that the most ruthless, selfish, opportunistic, greedy, calculating plunderers Applying the most heartless measures in cold-blooded pursuit of corporate interest and wealth accumulation will produce the best results for all of us. Through something called the invisible hand. (laughs) What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you.